Welcome everyone to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Jordan Anderson. And my name is Jessica Rice. And we want to thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we will be interviewing Faith Vaughn, who is the Assistant Director of Admissions at the University of the South, and discussing the types of questions your student should be asking while on a college admissions tour. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome, Faith, to the College Parent Podcast. Hey, thank you all so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Faith, um, just to get us started, uh, can you share a little bit with us about your background and experience working in college admissions? Yeah, so my background, um, I started at ETSU in 2010, and pretty much immediately I knew I wanted to be a part of the college process. So I started as a tour guide in 2011, and that really skyrocketed my experience in higher education. So becoming a tour guide led into becoming an orientation leader, which was really pivotal in deciding that I really wanted to be a part of higher education. Um, So becoming a tour guide and then being a part of student affairs and the judicial system um, really solidified the fact that I needed to be a part of the first face that students see when they are deciding about college. So in 2016, I accepted a role at ETSU, my alma mater, in the admission office, and I stayed there until 2019 and then made the transition over to Swanee um, in July of 2019. So I just knew that I could make a difference really in helping a student decide this is the college for you or just deciding that college is for you. I mean, just talking through the process and what is best for a student. So really it started kind of young. I didn't know higher education was a thing. I didn't know there was a name (laughs) for that thing. I just knew that there was people that sat in a student affairs office or that sat in a welcome center and they talked to people that were in college. So that's really how it got started. It was really just getting involved in college. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's great. Um, and how early do you think that prospective college students should start thinking about scheduling admissions tours and when they should actually start touring schools that they are interested in? I think that's a good question. And I was actually having this, this conversation with a colleague yesterday. In my deepest opinion, I do think that students should probably start looking at colleges like sophomore year, second semester, sophomore year, in my opinion. Now, I do believe, you know, if you have that freshman that is very eager and it's ready to explore that college process, do it. But I also feel like a a 14 year old is probably not thinking about college or moving away or thinking about a major. They're probably thinking about, you know, what's for lunch and how am I navigating now high school? And there's so many hallways and there's so many teachers. So I think that probably second semester, sophomore year, we're now starting to talk about a practice ACT test. We're starting to talk about extracurricular activities, AP classes, honors classes, how they weigh into a college admission process. And so now the students a little bit more mature can probably handle um, a college tour, maybe able to retain some of the questions to be asked on a campus tour. So yeah, I definitely think going into that, that junior year, either first semester, sophomore year, or second semester, sophomore year is more retaining time and more, I think more of a sponge time for those students. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I remember high school being such a um, overwhelming time, especially those early years, but I think you raise a great point, Faith. Um, that there are a ton of things that you need to be considering before you even get to college, like the AP classes and stuff that you mentioned. Um, Could you kind of go a little bit more into detail for us about what are some of the most important um, things for students and parents to ask about, or maybe to gain a better understanding of when they are, you know, researching those colleges and maybe starting to set out and schedule those first campus tours? Yeah, I think that could really be multifaceted. However you look at it, you know, I think, 
especially for students who may be from marginalized groups, you know, where are my safe spaces? Um, where are the people who look like me? For students who may identify in any sort of spiritual identity, again, where is my space? Where are my people? How do I get to those places? For families who are low income, you know, what type of ongoing scholarships are there for me that are not necessarily in the first year that I can uh, keep applying for? What type of transportation is available if the student fears of food insecurity? You know, what type of of food availability do I have as a resource? Um, Everyone, and I don't care what anyone says, everyone needs some sort of mental health tap in. So we all need to know where the counseling center is. We all need to know who the Title IX coordinator is, because even though we think we're being safe, we may not all be safe. So we need to know who to report things to um, and who to talk to. And, And also just overall safety, I think, I think we fail often just saying or asking the question, not necessarily crime rate, but you know, what is the actual safety of my student? Are there lights here? Do, do my, does my student have a button to push? What is the quickest number for my student to push? That's not 911. Um, Living arrangements. I know some parents and students are, are um, very cognizant of where students live as far as how far things are away from buildings and lighting in between buildings I think a, a biggest question of just living would have to be laundry. You know, where is it? <laughs> How much does it cost? Is it quarters? Is it is it built into my tuition? Um, I would also probably say just to piggyback on counseling services, any sort of emotional support animal. I think COVID has really probably ramped that service up for a lot of folks. So asking those questions of availability or accommodation of an emotional support animal or any sort, again, extended counseling service that may be available to. That's wonderful. And we've talked a little bit about um, different important details and things of that nature. But often, as you've seen, parents and students get excited or just overwhelmed when on college campus tours. So what are some of the most important common questions that you think students or parents forget to ask before leaving a campus tour? And what do you think from those is important to know? Mm, um, Common questions, probably parking um, I know that's a, that's always a big one. Like, where does my student park? How much does that cost? Um, dining is also another question that we get a lot. How much does that cost? How how often can my student go um, to the dining hall? Tutoring services is also one that we get on the back end. You know, is it free? That's I think that's the biggest question with tutoring. Is it free? How often can my student go? How do I know that my student is getting the best tutor for this particular course? Um, And then along with tutoring, any sort of IEP or accommodation for learning disabilities, testing services, accommodations, whatever not. Application questions, believe it or not, will slip a parent's mind. Um, We often will get, hey, so great to meet you, but we have no idea how to apply. (laughs) So, um, you know, walking them through literally one through nine, how to apply, Um, talking about fee waivers in, in regards to applying, talking about test optional versus not being test optional and what that can look like student to student to student and the breakdown of merit scholarships as well is is sometimes not on the forefront. I think some parents come to a tour and, and students will come to a tour thinking, let me just see what it looks like. And then we'll ask those questions later. So even again, those simple questions of, well, how do I get here? Don't even come to the forefront of your mind because you're just really thinking, wow, campus is beautiful. I can see myself here. And we lose those common questions and in the hype of, oh, that looks so cool. Oh, they've got a football team. That's cool. Oh, they've got a, a service dog on campus. That's cool. We forget those little things while we're here on campus. 
That is so true. Um, I know when students are thinking about colleges, you know, a lot of times they are thinking about some of the things you notice, like what does it look like? What city is it located in? Stuff like that. When you feel like students are kind of in that process of just a term, like narrowing down where they want to go, do you think that there is like a certain number of schools that they should shoot for that they're going to tour? Or how do you think they should mm-hmm. go about trying to like make some of those comparisons to, you know, begin even scheduling campus tours? That insightful question. <laughs> um, I typically like to tell my students at least visiting 10. And I say 10, given that there's going to be some mix, right? So like there's going to be private schools, yes. There's going to be public schools, yes. Throw in some liberal arts schools. If you identify as whatever you identify as, regardless of a marginalized group or a spiritual identity group, have one of those as well. And so I say a mix because it's all going to be different. Yes, they those 10 may have similar processes and practices and maybe their admission process is a little bit similar, but every college will feel different and every college will fulfill some sort of purpose that you're looking for. So what college will have the majority, if not all the things you're looking for in one? And you're not going to find it if you only visit three to five schools. Um, I like to tell students that I'm old school. I'm very much paper and, and folder. I like to touch the things that I'm looking at. So you do however you need to do it, but you know, print out that college or have a Google Doc of every single college you're looking at. Um, check off that you visited that campus. Check off what their scholarship deadlines are, application deadlines. And so as you're reviewing the 10 or however many you have, you can say, nope, that didn't feel right. And that didn't have this thing I'm looking for. And eh, private school may not really be my thing, but public school may be a little bit too close to home. You know, and so you can you can really feel it out if you have eight to 10 schools to look at. Because every college is going to have something that you are looking for and may not have thought you were looking for. Um, so I know in my college process, I really only had five I was looking at, and I felt like it wasn't enough. I felt, okay, well, if something happens, I'm really only stuck with one or two options. Like, what am I going to do if I only have one or two options? And I ended up only having two options, and I was like, I'm pigeonholed. I've pigeonholed myself. I didn't do this right. Um, so I think having 10, deliberately having a mix for sure, and I, I even had students bring a folder with them and say, okay, I have questions for every single college. And she flipped to Swanee and she said, these are the questions I have for you. And she went boom, 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 boom. And we answered them all. And she actually referred back to some of the colleges she asked the same question to and said, hmm, interesting. That's a different take on it. Something to consider. She actually ripped one of those colleges out, threw it in my trash can. And she's like, I'm no longer considering one of these schools anymore. So I think that there's some merit in having that and taking the summer to do it. You don't have to get this done in fall. You don't have to get all of this done in summer. You know, know that you can space this out now until, um, I don't know, I'd say October, December or something like that. Like you've got the whole season to really visit all of these colleges. Some of them may give you a visit stipend and figure out the 10 you want to go to, take off some time and just get it done. Because you'll really never know what feels right until you go. Thank you, Faith. What advice or tips do you have for students who are in the beginning stages of researching potential colleges or universities? The advice I would really say is figure out what you want um, or what you think you may want, right? Because that's that's going to change. Figure out what you think you may want. How far away do you want to be from home? Are you okay with being away from home? That's another one to assess in yourself that you will need to continually assess, especially if you're starting in your sophomore year. You will need to continuously ask yourself that every year. 
Um, being real with yourself academically, where are you academically and are you a competitive candidate based on their school profile? Again, be real with yourself. If, if you can, if you can fight, then fight. If we can't, then we can't. And we need to find some other options where, where you can be a competitive candidate for, for applying for admission. Other advice would be when you're on your campus visit, don't think about it too much. If you think about it too much, you're going to treat this like a job interview and it will not be fun. Let yourself feel the things that you feel. If it doesn't feel right, it is not right. I knew the moment I got to the entrance of ETSU, I had not been to campus. I had not been to campus. And the moment I was at the stoplight to turn left to get on University Avenue, I looked at my mom and said, this is where I'm going to school. You just know it feels right. So go with your gut feeling. Even if something has happened on that campus that you may not have appreciated or liked that you saw on social media, if you really like that school, follow up with that admission counselor and say, hey, I'm considering this school. I visited. What's up? I want to know more about this this college and how you're responding to this incident. Because if you still feel so strongly about it, the important thing is that you're a part of the community now. So if you think that you want to be a part of it, we now have to be a part of it. So just considering what type of community is best for you. Do you want to be in a small community? Do you want to be in a large community? Do you want to be known or maybe shuffled around, you know, I mean, mid-sized, small, private, public, liberal arts, tech school, like it's all different. So I think just going in with an open mind and open heart and just knowing that this is going to be overwhelming and you will need to pay attention. I think that's probably the big, the two biggest ones I can give you is it's overwhelming and you need to pay attention and take notes, ask questions, be present. Um, we can tell when you're not present. Let's just say that. And so just making sure that you are on top of all things. And I always tell my students, close mouths, do not get, get fed. So you need to ask questions to your parents because your parents can then email us or you can email us or you can call us. So just make sure that you're asking those questions of things that you may not be able to find in your research um, of the schools. That's awesome, Faith. Thank you. I think you you kind of expressed how when you first um, found your college, you just kind of knew. Um, and I think that happens for a lot of people. But I think a lot of people are also affected kind of by um, wanting to, you know, receive some sort of um, kind of like payoff, like they're investing in college, they want it to pay off for something. So a lot of times students are kind of influenced by specifically the, um, the academics and specific, more specifically what they are going to major in. So can you tell us just a little bit more about um, maybe some things to consider, not only just your major, but other things that students um, that are almost just as important as if the school has an appropriate major, or maybe even if they just have a major that will get you to where you want to go while still being like a good fit for you in other ways? Yeah, I I think this is a good question. The major, yes, it's important. I think the school should have what you are looking to study in, but know that that major may not end up being your career. Um, So know that, know that and be okay with that. So yes, we want to study in this particular program. No, this may not be our job for the next 30 years. So I majored in healthcare. Clearly I'm sitting here talking to you, not inside of a doctor's office or hospital. Um, I'm sitting in my office at a university right now. So I think a lot of what goes into it a major that maybe a school does not have your major or maybe they do have your major, but you need other things would probably just be um, student resources in the availability for you to flourish. So as you're thinking, okay, they have my major, I'm going to major in this, but to 
beef up my resume or make this look good for that future job. Maybe I want to get involved in Greek life. Oh, they have Greek life. Great. Well, if I'm a student of color, do I want to join a Divine Nine organization? Does the school have it? Or maybe I'm a multicultural student. Do they have a multicultural council? Do they have um, interfraternity council? Like whatever it is, you know, do does this school have these options for me? Getting involved, like I said, as a tour guide, is that something that you're interested in? Did you really enjoy your tour guide and that left an impression on you? And do you want to get involved in this particular program? So I think really just getting involved because the social part will feed into your major. You'll learn people within your major, yes. But if for some reason that major doesn't work out and if you don't have any friends or organizations to fall back on for support, then what are you doing? <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? And so I think that will be hard if your only real pull was just a major. And especially if that major is not really offered or supported at that school. So um, definitely resources, student organizations, as far as getting involved in anything, intramurals. If you really love sports, but you're not playing, you know, for NCAA. Do they have an intramurals team? If the answer is yes, guess what? You're probably going to get involved in that and that may save you. Are you really loving debate? Do they have a debate team? So I think just thinking of things that you're already involved in in your community can really go over into your college experience as well and really sustain you because guess what? College is a transition. And even though this is a totally different world, there are little aspects of your previous world that will be in college. So community service, if you're really having a community service, does that school offer also community service engagement opportunities? So there are ways that you can kind of keep little pieces of yourself in college just by the organizations and clubs that that college offers. So be thinking of that if you're like, well, they have my major or if they don't really have my major. Um, which is a whole different conversation too, because, you know, if they don't really have it, are you going to stay there? What's going to keep you there? So that's a whole other conversation for a different day, probably, but definitely the additional resources that are available to you for free. <laughs> um, you just have to really just make that jump, be comfortable with yourself to really get involved. And again, just going in with an open heart and open mind. Yeah, that's great. I really appreciate that. I think those are such great and important things to think about, even just, you know, starting out on the admissions research and going into tours and stuff like that, just being like, A, can I see myself here? And B, do I see myself flourishing here? And if so, in what ways? What can I yeah. do to make that even more likely? So that is super awesome. College is a pivotal time in a student's life, as we all know. And they should be encouraged to make their decision based off of what they will uh, believe to help them learn and grow best, which is by no means a one-size-fits-all scenario. Um, parents, encourage your students to create a list of important, impactful questions before coming to campus and to not be afraid to ask. As Faith has proven today, the admissions team wants to answer your questions and wants you to love the campus as much as they do. All right, so as we wrap up this episode, we just want to thank Faith uh, for taking the time to be a guest on our show. If you want to learn more, check out our other College Parent Podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.